If you need a laugh, here on your behalf It's bad mates, are we fighting crime? Or just wasting time? It's bad mates, lunch, boom, crash, kapow Stream a download, holy cow You can stop listening now to bad mates Because we're bad mates Hello and welcome to Batmates, the best Batman podcast that you forgot about. My name is Becca, and I have had a very eventful summer. My name is Josh, and I have also had a very eventful summer. It's almost too exciting and yeah. interesting to contain. So, you know, obviously there is huge news. Josh, do you want to share it with sure, the viewers? Sure, yeah, of course. Uh, Becca and I got married. Oh, no, not that. I'm talking about the Batgirl movie. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we also got married, so, you know, that was great, sure. And we're in a show, and we had a honeymoon, so we, we went, went on hiatus to... for a while because we were very busy. You know, life. We went to Paris. Uh-huh. What did you yes. like about Paris, Josh? Um, oh, about Paris specifically? Or just the France trip in general. Oh, okay, yeah, because we went to a bunch of different places in France. My favorite part was swimming in the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. Um, in Paris specifically, I liked uh, the chocolate tour that we went on. We got fun. to eat some some very good chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also enjoyed in, in the same place in Marseille... Uh, We were able to go and see a beautiful sunset and take pictures. Yeah, it was lovely. My favorite part was um, going to an immersive Cezanne art exhibit in Paris. And then a few days later, we went to Aix-en-Provence, which is the birthplace of Cezanne. And we biked around a mountain that he painted uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of times. Yeah, Yeah, it was like 80-something times, something like that. Yeah, but this is not... A France podcast. No, it is a Batman podcast. It is. And before we jump into the news, because we're not going to be doing what we typically do, we're not going to be covering a comic this week, we're not going to be covering a villain this week, we're going to be jumping into news. Before we do that, um, I want to cover... Uh, when we were gone, there were a few deaths in the comic book sphere. So I just want to, I'm going to read out who uh, has passed. And then I want to take like five seconds, just do a moment of silence. So first off, uh, comic artist Tim Sale, who's famous for penciling Batman the Long Halloween and its sequels such as Dark Victory, passed away on June 16th. Comic writer Alan Grant, who was the co-creator of Batman characters such as Anarchy, Victor Zaz, and the Ventriloquist, who we've talked about before, passed away on July 20th. And David Warner, a film and television actor and the voice of Raish al Ghul in Batman the Animated Series, passed away on July 24th. So I'm going to right here, we'll give five seconds of silence. So yeah, it's it's always sad to see people go. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Tim Sale had a, had a long career, and uh, he was drawing right up until the end. He released that long Halloween special, I believe, last year with uh, Jeff Loeb. Yeah, I think that might be one that you forgot, unless it's been uh, less time than I thought since we last recorded. Oh. Uh, George Perez? That's true. Yes, yeah. George Perez as well. Uh, he, I think he was the one who got like a an ending in a few of the recent comics. Mm-hmm. I say recent, but like they came out like a month ago, where uh, it was like all of the DC characters lined up to get his autograph. Yeah, yeah. That's so sweet. Uh, so yeah, so let's jump into the rest of the news. Uh, I think I want to start off with the thing that we've done most recently and probably something that will be in the title of this episode, the Batman Sky 
uh, sorry, the Batman Spyscape experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to New York City and we saw a Broadway show. Into the woods. <laughs> with uh, Sarah Bareilles. Yes, yeah, Sarah Bareilles in it. And it was it was great. It was she was amazing. It's only running for a couple more weeks. So if you can get to New York to see it, highly recommend. Definitely. Fantastic. Definitely. Uh, but anyway, we also visited the Batman Spyscape. We've talked about it. We announced it on the podcast when it got announced. And we were sort of wondering what it was going to be. And we went through it. So the first thing I want to lead off with is it's titled Batman Spyscape. But it's more of an oracle story. It really it's, is. Batman is a cameo. Yeah. And and it's it covers a lot of like broader DC universe things yeah without spoiling some deep cuts too yeah really deep cuts definitely there's like uh they're trying to break mirror master out of prison or something dr fate yeah dr fate is in there i mean he's not that deep a cut a little deep of a cut it's true definitely uh but yeah without spoiling too much there's a lot that's going on in terms of just like the broader dc universe uh the villains have joined together as they as they tend to do to defeat the heroes and you have to help them help help batman help oracle foil their plot Mm -hmm. um and you go through you read audio logs you take pictures of things yeah and it also extends beyond just the experience when you get to the uh like actual building if if I was going to give like a recommendation, I would say for whoever is thinking about going to it, download the app first. If you look up Batman Spyscape, you'll be able to download the app. There's like an introductory experience that you can do on your phone that they say takes like a half hour. Uh, And that'll get you set up and sort of familiar with the app and how it works. And you like text with Oracle and she gives you some things to do. And then after the experience, there's also extra things to do that pops up on your phone after you leave. That's like an addition or a continuation of the story. So I just want to sort of give a little caveat about like what the experience is kind of like compared to actually the larger Spyscape Museum, which is also in that same space. Because uh, Josh and I went to that museum, uh, I think it was last year. Yeah, some, sometime last year. Um, and that was before this opened. And uh, that is a much larger museum that really is about the history of espionage in the U.S. There is some stuff about espionage in, uh, in other countries, um, talks all about, you you know, different like spies throughout like World War II. It talks about like FBI spies and CIA spies. It goes all the way up to modern day talking about um, Edward Snowden and a few other like, you know, sort of recent espionage Activists things. and stuff yeah, like that. Anonymous. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing about the museum is there are little kiosks and parts where you can sort of like play little mini games. And the entirety of the museum is supposed to, by the end, tell you like what role in the, you know, spy universe you would be most apt for would you be a hacker or would you be the kind of person who you know gives the spies their assignments yeah. would you be a good surveillance officer there's like little mini games that you can yeah. play that that test your aptitude sort of like puzzles so the batman experience is this little side experience and it's not so much a game it's not really a puzzle it's not really an escape room if anything it's sort of like an immersive art exhibit (laughs) is the best i can say which you know i was 
a little disappointed that there wasn't more, um, you know, problem stuff, solving. Problem solving, because that's what I thrive on. I love escape rooms. I love being like, oh, I solved it. I figured it out. Uh-huh. But there's no like fail condition for this. Like, uh, you know, without giving too much away, there's parts where you solve riddles, and there's parts where Oracle asks you like, what's going on? But there's no like, if you get the answer wrong, you don't get to progress, or like, you have to, yeah. you know, really rack your brain about stuff. It's a pretty straightforward experience. Yeah, and it's not like certain sections are blocked off until you've gone through certain like parts of it. You could just walk right through. And, yeah. and honestly, the the woman who was at the front desk, because uh, so here's another thing that I have to say. A little little bit of a criticism is that uh, the little kiosks that they have run off of near field communication technologies, and my phone didn't have that on it, so I wasn't able to use the fact my that they phone. You have a pretty new phone. I do have a pretty new phone. Yeah. So I wasn't able to use my phone. I had to borrow one. So they have like devices that you can use at the front desk. You just got to give them like an ID or a credit card, um, and they'll let you borrow one. Uh, my criticism of that is the phone that I got's location services didn't really work. So when mm. I moved into a new room, it didn't recognize it, and I had to go into the settings and hit like go to next next section. Uh, and then the other thing is just that like you know they don't have it available for all phones. It's only for phones that have that near field communication technology. But anyway, the woman who was at the front desk who I had lent the phone from was like, you went through that pretty fast. I think it's maybe just because I'm a, a fast reader. Yeah, or... we didn't skip anything. Yeah, I don't think we, we skipped anything. Looked at all the audio logs. We solved all the riddles. We did everything Oracle told us to. And I don't know, maybe all told it was like 35 minutes. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't super long, uh, honestly. Like. We had plenty of time, if we hadn't been to the museum before, we had plenty of time to go like visit the museum and, and walk around and stuff before we even probably would have been hungry for dinner. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so it was it was interesting. It was really neat. It was really cool. Uh, I think Becca alluded to the fact that they have like things there, like artifacts that are based on DC things. Mm-hmm. It was really cool to see like life-sized yeah. props. It was good props and really good effects. Uh, yeah, definitely. There's like a little sort of a jump scary moment in the beginning. It's not <laughs> it's not that scary. I, I jumped because I'm a, oh, a wuss. But the lights went out. <laughs> That's I, it. I screamed and I grabbed John because I was like, I truly don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it was very scary for me. Um, do you want to tell them about the comic book that came with it? Oh, yeah. There, so there is a comic book that comes with it. Well, it doesn't come with it. It's a, an extra price on top of your Sorry, ticket price. Sorry, that's right. What was it? It was $10? Something like that. It was yeah. like an extra $10 on top of ticket price to get the standard one. And if you wanted to, and again, this is something that I maybe recommend, depending on if you have money to throw around for it, you can get the comic personalized because the comic actually is like a prequel to the experience. So it tells you like what Batman and Robin were doing before they like went into this headquarters that you're infiltrating and Oracle is like, oh, I got to call somebody to help. And there's like a page where you can get your information. You can send in like a photo for them to put in the book. Uh, and and it'll actually like be a personalized comic for you to read. But the non-personalized version is just as well. I mean, mm-hmm. there's only like one page that has your personal stuff in it. Yeah. Um, it's a cute gift. Yeah. And it was really neat because the comic 
I mean, it has the places that are in the experience. So there's comic panels, and you can look at it and be like, hey, I was there. Like, I was looking at that thing that mm-hmm. they're looking at in I the comic. I was in that room. Exactly, I remember yeah. there's a part where um, I, in, like, the first room, I pointed out to Josh that there was, like, a batarang, like, stuck in the wall. And then, like, in the comic, it's like, oh, yeah, I was in that room. There's the batarang that, that Batman threw. Yeah, they, they throw it, and it gets lodged in the wall, and you can see it, like, in the comic, and it's yeah. part of the experience. It's really cool. It yeah, it, like, it's this, it's a very... Um, holistic storytelling experience and it was written by uh gail simone right yeah we we talked about that when i announced it in the news is that she wrote the storyline for it she also wrote the comic that goes along with it um yeah and it's just really neat like it's a really cool thing if you're a fan of dc it's it's definitely worth visiting Mm -hmm. it's really really cool lots of cool stuff in the gift shop too afterwards i think we spent a hundred (laughs) dollars afterwards yeah that sounds about right uh, on just books and puzzles and stuff yeah they had it's like a book a book of lists good uh, merch really good merch really good merchandise good good job on whoever was the in charge of like deciding what to pick yeah like beautiful puzzles beautiful um like little models that you can put together. I mean, the Spicegate Museum has great merchandise just in general. Yeah. I think all of the things that they, they have like cool board games and, and all like that sort of stuff. Like little spy tools. Exactly. It's like yeah. stuff for spies of every age. Exactly. So really, really cute stuff. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was the Spicegate experience. Is there anything else you wanted to add about it? Um, no, I just thought it was it was a really nice experience. You know, if you're going in thinking it's going to be like puzzles or escape rooms or things like that, just lower your expectations a little bit. Like I said, it's a 35-minute art installation <laughs> with some moderate, what, do you, what would you call it, um, interactivity. Yeah, involved. yeah. It, it's a museum with it's moderate museum. interactivity. There's a lot of reading. There is a lot of if reading. If you're not into reading, don't go. <laughs> Part of me was like, Ugh, can I skim this? And I was like, no, I'm going to miss the whole experience if I just skim this. Exactly. The experience is, the experience is reading. Is reading it. Which, like, I feel like the guy at the front was trying to sort of warn me about. Oh, really? He was sort of, I think it was when you were going to get your new phone. Um, he was like, yeah, you gotta tap that and then just read. He's like, and he leaned in close and he's like, there's a lot of reading. <laughs> I was like, all right, thank you for the yeah. warning. I mean, if I, if I had, a, I guess, another thing that I would say that is a detraction from it is just, I wish it would have been a little smoother, uh, just in terms of user user friendliness i said yeah i kind of wish that the the people they hired were like a little more immersive that's true like yeah. it kind of i mean you know what are you gonna do but it would have been cool if like from the moment you stepped into it it was like very immersive it yeah. was like welcome yeah. we're blah 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 i mean they have to help you with your phone though which is yeah. creates problems so oh well Anyway, so yeah, that's that's a Spicecape experience. Definitely worth visiting if you can get there before they switch it out for whatever the next thing is. Mm-hmm. I know it was James Bond before we visited. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else happened while we were gone? DC Super Pets. Didn't watch it. Didn't see it. Didn't care to. I, I saw the I saw like the end credits scene. Oh. Uh, spoilers, I guess, for oh. the end credits scenes of Super Pets. Uh, it's it's. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson voices Crypto, I think, in the movie. Okay. He also shows up at the end as Black Adam and as Black Adam's dog Anubis. And he does three different voices for all three of them. Okay. Which I guess is like, because it's like a tie-in to his Black Adam movie that's coming up. Yeah. Uh, Green Lantern Beware My Power came out. And we did watch that. That's Mm -hmm. DC's newest animated movie. Um, right. it was good. Yeah, it was. It was all right. You're you're more hype on Green Lantern than I am. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. It brought in a lot of characters that don't get a lot of limelight. It brought in like Hawk Girl and oh, what's his name? Somebody strange. It's the guy who like teleports through space. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it was it was a good movie. I there was a lot of critics who like panned it and said that it was terrible, and I think that they were a little overboard on their reviews. Like, it wasn't the best movie I've seen, but it certainly wasn't terrible. Um, it was weird that they skipped over a lot of time. Like the last couple of DC movies. DC animated movies have been setting up that new universe oh, where yeah. it was like a first time Superman movie and like Batman Long Halloween was sort of like an early years Batman movie. Mm-hmm. And then this movie they come but in. But wait, no, because then there was the uh, Justice League America, World War II, whatever movie yeah. that was like gave Flash the idea to be like, you know what? I think superheroes should work together. Yeah. Now this movie, they have already got the watchtower. It's up in space. They're doing the thing. They skip over the entire formation and like first missions of the Justice League. And it's like, oh yeah, the Justice League has existed for years at this point. Yeah. And there's also, already been a Hal Jordan. Yeah, exactly. Hal Jordan is missing, and now it's John Stewart who's Green Lantern. And like, I understand they wanted to keep it within the universe, but they also wanted to tell a John Stewart story. But like, maybe just wait. Maybe just wait until you've got another couple of movies under your belt. <laughs> I have a conspiracy theory. What's that? So John Stewart, the comedian, Daily Show has a new show out now. Called, I think it's called The Problem with Jon Stewart. And uh, I think maybe they were trying to cash in on those <laughs> on those clicks, on that uh, uh, SEO, SEO <laughs> of like people searching Jon Stewart. It would be like, oh, Green Lantern movie? Okay. And then uh, before we get into the biggest news, okay. Batgirl, I did want to cover... This is something that I found that while I was looking through like stuff that we had missed uh, while we were gone... I, it just struck me as something really interesting. At the Guadalajara International Film Festival, HBO Max Latin America announced a movie titled Batman Azteca Choc de Imperios. I, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Probably not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't speak Spanish that well. Uh, translated, it means Aztec Batman Clash of Empires. The movie is to be produced entirely in Mexico with Mexican actors and animators as part of HBO Max's Latin America's goal of creating original content relevant to the region. It's a good, good goal. I know, yeah. It was pretty interesting. I'll watch it. You'll probably have to watch it with subtitles. Oh, yeah, probably. It's fine. But anyway, yeah, so that was uh, super interesting. Uh, if they even release it on HBO Max in the United States, who knows? Who knows if HBO Max will even exist by the time it comes out. <laughs> and the way things are going. Now we can talk about Batgirl. Great. So yeah, so it was like, what was it? August 3rd or something was when it got announced that Batgirl was getting canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got canceled alongside a sequel to that Scooby-Doo movie that came out uh, yeah. like a year ago. Not just canceled, shelved. It's done. Oh yeah. They're well, just putting it somewhere where we can never see it. It wasn't completely done. So, okay. I want to get into a little more of the details. So Warner Bros. Discovery merged earlier this year, and they've been restructuring as the year has gone on. Uh, I think people might remember that CNN got their streaming service canceled, and I think they were like part of Discovery. Mm. And it was just this whole thing of like, they want to... The new CEO definitely wants to focus efforts doesn't really matter. I'm pretty sure CNN's owned by Time Warner. Yeah, okay, so Warner. Sorry, you're right, you're right. It was Warner. But anyway, uh, it seems like this, both the the Batgirl and the Scoob movie have been canceled for like a tax write-off reason, with Warner Brothers and Discovery not wanting to release it on HBO Max, but also not wanting to spend the extra money to increase the scope for theatrical quality 
uh, and marketing. Mm -hmm. So basically, like, they didn't want to go through post-production and spend money on post-production to finish it and release it on HBO Max, but they also didn't want to spend extra money to give it, like, a theatrical release and also spend the money that they would have to if they did a theatrical release to, like, market it. (laughs) What? Well, I was going to ask, like, well, what would the extra money be used for to make it a theatrical release? But then you said marketing, so that makes sense. Well, marketing, but also, like, to increase the scope. It was, I think it was, like, 90 million, which is very, very small for, like, a modern-day blockbuster. Mm -hmm. If Warner Brothers was going to release a, like, Batgirl, an official theatrical Batgirl movie, they would probably want it to have higher production quality than what went into this. Because this was like a made-for-TV movie kind of a thing, it, it didn't have as big a budget. Mm. So, yeah. I have a bone to pick Okay, a little-known media company known as the National Public Radio Service. <laughs> and it's not just them. It's it's the internet, it's the culture at large. Because the despite the fact that all of the details that Josh just said were, you know, inherent when this story broke, this was, you know, exactly what was being reported was that it was being shelved and Warner Media said it was because they wanted to focus on theatrical releases and not HBO Max exclusives. Despite that, the internet, I'm just going to say YouTubers, <laughs> decided that uh, it was because you know the movie was just so bad that <laughs> it needed to be removed from any possibility of ever being seen by the public because it was somehow going to tank all of DC, all of Warner Brothers. Uh, it was just going to be the worst possible thing for the culture. And this was regurgitated over and over and over again until we were listening to Wait, 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 Don't Don't Tell Tell Me, Me. which is a very serious news program on (laughs) NPR. It's three comedians who get on to talk about news. Although, I mean, they do their research. They they know. Well, they didn't do their research on this one. Which is what, what surprised me. Yes. They talked at length about how the movie was, they'd heard it was just so bad that that's why it was shelved. Yeah, I think it's, like I said, it's a, it's a panel of comedians that come on to talk about the news. I think it's maybe they just spend a lot of time on Twitter and that's yeah. what they saw on Twitter. What's the worst thing that's ever happened to Barbara Gordon? This or getting her spine broken by the Joker? <laughs> I think it's a toss up. Yeah, I think you're right. I yeah. think you're right. Because at least the, the spine thing is like she overcame it. She like built her character. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, this, this is like if they broke her spine and they were like, and now we're going to put you on a shelf forever. Yeah. Never to see the the light of day again, Barbara. It just makes me really sad. It makes me really angry. Um, I'm especially really, really upset for every single person who worked on this film. You know, I have never worked on a film before, but it's obviously a ton of hard work. I'm really upset for the star, Leslie Grace, who I only saw in In the Heights, but you know, she's got a good voice. She was fine. I'm sure she would have been pretty good in this. I'm sure it wasn't awful. I'm sure it was... At least passable, right? At least passable. The idea that DC... Which is a, and and Warner Brothers, which is a team that has released such gems as Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice League, <laughs> Justice League again, but now it's four hours long. Wasn't it like six hours long yeah. or something? DC Super Pets, Suicide Squad, 
basically everything they have done in the last decade besides Shazam love you Zach Levi and then they would be like oh but no this is this, this is, is too, too much this is too bad for the no, people no to way. see you know what you made me sit through Martha you gotta let me see <laughs> Batgirl you gotta let me see her fight Firefly I'm so mad uh, you you mentioned the creators. I have I have some quotes. So directors uh, Adil El Arbi and Balil Fala. I think I'm getting that right. They're like Moroccan. Released the following statement: We are saddened and shocked by the news. We still can't believe it. As directors, it is critical that our work be shown to audiences. And while the film was far from finished, we wish that fans all over the world would have had the opportunity to see and embrace the final film themselves. Maybe one day they will. Inshallah. Our amazing cast and crew did a tremendous job and worked so hard to bring Batgirl to life. We are forever grateful to have been a part of that team. It was a dream to work with such fantastic actors like Michael Keaton, J.K. Simmons, Brendan Fraser, Jacob Sepio, Corey Johnson, Rebecca Front, and especially the great Leslie Grace, who portrayed Batgirl with so much passion, dedication, and humanity. In any case, as huge fans of Batman since we were little kids, it was a privilege and honor to have been part of the DCEU, even if only for a brief moment. Batgirl for life. And that's the end of the statement. Especially when you read, like, that list of people. Oh, yeah. Brendan Fraser. The amount of talent that was brought into it. The internet's oldest boyfriend. (laughs) Michael Keaton. A legend for life. J.K. Simmons, my favorite actor. (laughs) Like, how could they possibly have missed? There's no way. If if nothing else, if everything in the movie was just garbage, like even if it was even if it was cardboard cutouts and like you know taped together costumes, even if it was garbage, just the pleasure of seeing those three actors perform is is worth the ticket price. You know, I saw I saw Morbius. (laughs) <laughs> and not a lot of people saw Morbius. And I gotta tell you, it was a big steaming pile of mess. <laughs> but Michael Keaton was in the ending, and I did enjoy seeing him on the screen. <laughs> he would have just been... I know it would have been great. It, or at least it would have been fine. Yeah. I, I'm sure I would have liked it. I'm so mad. It's nuts. It, composer Nate Holt also said that he had an hour and a half of music already written for the film mm. that will never see the light of day now because he, you know, he was under contract to deliver it for that film, so it won't get released otherwise. That's so lame. Um, it makes me nervous about all the other DC HBO Max projects that we've talked about in the last several years. Let's talk about it. The one I'm most nervous about is the Zatanna film. I don't have information on that one, but I do have information on one of them. Well, let me talk about Zatanna for a second, because the the Zatanna film we know was going to be written, possibly directed, by Emerald Fennell, who wrote and directed Promising Young Woman last last year, two years ago, which was nominated for an Oscar. Very good movie. Really interesting. Uh, She's extremely talented. So I know that movie probably would have and will be if it's ever released a, a certified <laughs> banger. Um, so that's the one I'm most nervous about. But go ahead and tell me about your Blue Beetle obsession. Okay. Well, I, again, I, I have sort of like a, a list here that I want to go through. Warner Brothers and Discovery CEO David Zaslav said... Our Which, ambition- you know what? David Zaslav, I don't like you that much. 
And that's <laughs> that's as that's as heated as I'm gonna get about it. But he's he's the one that David Zaslav. He's yeah. the one, and he's also the one that all of the fanboys who all of these Snyder fanboys who are like, oh, he's gonna change the world. He's getting rid of the wokeness and the forced diversity within oh, DC. He's our hero. We oh, love no. you, David Zaslav. So you know what? He can he can go kick rocks. <laughs> Okay, here's, here's a quote from him. Our ambition is to bring the Warners back and produce great, high-quality films. And as part of that, we are going to focus on quality. DC is something we think we could make better, and we, we are focused on it for now. He announced that they are assembling a team to create a 10-year plan. So as we talk about that 10-year plan... You know what makes Marvel great? <laughs> is that they do not have a 10-year plan. They do too. They don't. They don't. They make movies one at a time. They have no idea how it's all really going to come together. They see what characters people like and what characters they don't like. They do have and like a slate of releases they, of titles. They have titles, a slate of releases. Of but titles they, that they want to go for. But they plan accordingly. You know, if this movie tanks, it doesn't tank the entirety of the company. That's true. They, it's... It, the fact that they are, it's like jazz. The fact that they are able to just go with the flow and <laughs> cash in on the things that are popular and get rid of the things that aren't popular is what really makes it a great company and a great, a great, you know, media experiment to do this multiverse thing. It's the same thing they do in comics. If a comic doesn't sell well, they're like, eh, whatever. Yeah, they're not like, they okay, don't... we're going to release this comic. It's going to do amazing. We're going to base this whole universe off of it. The fans are going to love it. And then what happens when that nobody reads that comic? Then you're screwed. There's, it's That's not a way to do business. It makes me so angry. And If people don't like it, you can just retcon it out of existence exactly. in, in comic books. But here's the thing. DC, in the past several years, has been pretty great. James Gunn is killing it. The Suicide Squad, amazing. Peacemaker, absolutely loved it. We danced to Do You Want to Taste It at Our Wedding. That was our <laughs> cake-cutting song. It was fantastic. Uh, it's It hasn't been, you know, all that bad. People liked Aquaman, I guess. I mean, even, you know, the four-hour Justice League movie. Some people were like, oh, yeah, I can see how this is sort of an improvement. Sure. <laughs> It hasn't been bad. There was no reason to be like, uh-oh, time to shut it all down, boys. We gotta we gotta start from scratch. Let's pull it all up. I mean, are we gonna talk about Flash at all? Yes. Okay, I'll, I'll save it then. It's on the list. Because... I mean, so, okay, I just wanted to run through the list, and I guess I'll pause afterwards so you can talk about each of them because you're in a ranty mood I right really now. am. Go ahead, go ahead, okay. go ahead. So here's the movies, here's the rundown of the movies that we know are still coming out, and this is in chronological order, okay? okay. And I'm only talking about movies for now. I will talk about television later. Okay. Okay? I had a lot of coffee this morning. <laughs> okay, Black Adam. Okay. This October, October 2022. Yeah. That is still coming out. Okay. The Rock. He's great. Yeah. Certified movie star. He seems like he wants to do really right by the character. Good. I, I've heard like an interview with him recently. He said something like, I only got one chance to really nail it for yeah. like Black Adam fans. And you know what? He's not, he's not as good an actor as John Cena is, <laughs> but he is, you know, capable and yeah. great personality. Been, I think he's been in movies longer than John Cena has, right? He has, but you know what? John Cena had a really amazing turn in Peacemaker That's and true. I will never stop talking about how great that show was <laughs> and how good... How much John Cena proved me wrong once again. God damn it. Hey everyone, Editing Bay Josh here. 
some of the dates that I'm about to say in the podcast are going to be off because we just got news that both Shazam! Fury of the Gods and Aquaman 2 have been delayed. Shazam! has been moved to March instead of December, and Aquaman has been moved to December of next year. Okay, Shazam 2. Yeah. Coming out December 2022. All right, we stand Zach Levi. We stand David F. Sandberg, aka Pony Smasher, on YouTube. Check him out. He's great. If David F. Sandberg, if there's any possibility of you listening to this, I want you to know your imposter syndrome is lying to you. You are great. Please don't let your anxieties get the best of you. You're amazing. And yeah. I like all of your movies, many of them too scary for me to watch. But that's You're just, a great director. That's just the mark of a good director. Uh, Shazam 1 was great. I'm sure Shazam 2 is going to be great as well. Also, he, st- he and his wife started dating in like middle school, and I just think that's so cute. <laughs> okay, here here's where we give him to the troublesome ones. Okay. Aquaman 2. It'll probably come out. March 2023. Yeah. Okay. It'll come out. It's directed by James Wan again. Do you know? I don't know. I didn't write that down. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, Jason Momoa, big star. I, I was Amber Heard is in trouble, right? And that's why. I, I think they like digitally removed her from the movie. Are you kidding? I, and now it's just going to be a, a an empty green screen. <laughs> yeah, you know what they should do is they should um, is uh, what's his name? Who's the who's the other guy who's in that movie? Is it? It's either Christopher Walken or <laughs> it's. Um, uh, Steve Buscemi. Is Steve Buscemi in those movies? No. I'm thinking of Green Goblin. What's his name? <laughs> um, I'm thinking of, uh, you know. The guy who played Green Goblin? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Um, I don't know his name either. God, I, d- I do. Anyway, him. He's an in it. Anyway, they'll replace Amber Heard with him in all the scenes. We'll cut this out. <laughs> Amber Heard shouldn't be in trouble. Do you want me to get up on that soapbox? Oh my god. <laughs> no. I let's let's move on to right. the flash, because the flash is coming out in June 2023, supposedly. Okay. <laughs> so if you have been living under a rock. And have no idea who Ezra Miller is. So Ezra Miller is an actor who's played the Flash. Um, they are non-binary transgender. We're going to use they, them pronouns to refer to them because they're a very, very bad person, it seems, but nobody deserves to be misgendered. So Ezra Miller has been in the news for seemingly, I don't know, eight months. I know. Yeah. Like literally every month there's a new thing where it's like, uh, Ezra Miller held a woman at gunpoint. They are on a legendary crime spree, (laughs) like going for five stars in GTA level crime (laughs) spree. And actually it started a really long time ago. I remember there being a video of them like choking a woman outside of a bar and people forgot about it like 48 hours later. And I was like, did anything ever come of this? It was just, that was, that was the spark. And then this is the, uh, this is the explosion. So recently they have, I don't know, thrown a chair at somebody at a wedding. They've been drunk and disorderly. There have been these allegations that they're grooming minors, that they've got people at some compound that they own. There was something about like. started like a cult or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. a, A compound that's full of like guns. And there was reports of like, there was a baby who was found there who was like using a bullet as a pacifier. Just like the most insane, like you could not make this up. (laughs) SVU ridiculousness and for some reason Warner Brothers is like you know what let's grab Batgirl but Flash that's this is where it's all gonna come together I mean it seems like it might be like a lot of it might be already be filmed yeah 
And there's just a long post-production process. I mean, they're definitely still going to do it, but it's going to be like, what the hell? The, I, my theory, and this is like a fan theory, there's no news or, or any like insiders that are saying this, but my theory is that they will change the ending so that Ezra Miller's version of The Flash... <laughs> Gets like lost in the time stream it's, or it's, something. It's gonna be like Poochie in um in 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 The Simpsons, That's the character that Homer played in Itchy and Scratchy. They had to write him off, so they like badly edited together and dubbed this scene where he's like, "Now I must return to my home planet." And then like a uh, uh, a little card appears that says like Poochie was never seen again, or like he died on his way back to his home planet or something. I don't know if they'll that. do it like that, but I, I hope they do. I wouldn't be surprised if they replace. Ezra Miller like as the actor and we're just like and the Flash is a new guy now. Now and, it's the guy from the CW. And now it You're welcome. Exactly yeah. And now it takes place in Matt Reeves' Batman universe or Oof. something. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, yeah so oh, okay and then finally the, the last movie that we know for sure is coming out. Uh, actually not true. The last movie that we already knew about that we know for sure is coming out is the Blue Beetle movie. Um, that has been moved to a theatrical release. So I suppose what happened there was, unlike the Batgirl movie, it was early enough on in production that they can put enough money in it to make it a theatrical quality, whatever that means, release. Um, that is going to come out in August 2023. <clears throat> and... The other thing is that Joker 2 was announced. Yeah, lady, starring Lady Gaga. Yeah, so it titled Joker Folly Adieu. Mm -hmm. uh, lady Gaga was confirmed cast likely as Harley. I think that's been confirmed. With teaser, the teaser that came out showed her and Phoenix's Joker in silhouette next to each other while the song Cheek to Cheek played. Dancing cheek to cheek. Cute. So, Which is a song that Gaga frequently performs with Tony Bennett. Yeah, I mean, like, when Gaga announced it, again, there wasn't, like, a confirmation of Harley, but it's like, she, she's gonna be Harley, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's, uh, that one comes out October 4th, 2024. Yeah. So we're already two years out in, like, our planned releases here. So if DC's gonna come up with a 10-year plan, I don't know if that means that it starts now or if it starts in 2024. It should start never. <laughs> Stop planning. Just make good movies. That's all we want. They can't even manage that, though. They That's the problem. I know Joker 2 is not going to be good, but I will watch it. <laughs> I'll watch anything that Gaga is in. As long as, and it's a musical also. Actually, you know what? That's not true. I'm kind of a fake fan. I didn't see House of Gucci. Oh, okay. Did you? No. Okay, well, you have no room to talk. Why would I? No room to talk about what? <laughs> Nothing. Lady Gaga? I never said I was a fan of Lady Gaga. Stop judging me. <laughs> In tangentially related news to that, uh, Christina Ricci is slated to play Harley Quinn in an upcoming Spotify audio drama. Ooh. Uh, the audio drama is titled Harley Quinn and Joker Sound Mind. And it's an audio drama and it's I guess it's similar to Batman Unburied, which in other tangentially related news got, get season two? Got, got renewed for a season two. Oh shoot, we gotta finish listening to season one. I know, one, yeah, we didn't, we didn't finish listening to season one. No. I mean, which is kind of a testament to what it was we, i don't think kind of got is. bored with it i don't think it is you and i have a very difficult time completing projects <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah so that's um those are the movies and the tangentially related things relating to the movies are you okay if i move on to like tv series hbo max tv series or do you have anything more to say about the dceu i don't think i'm ever going to be okay again but go ahead <laughs> 
Okay, so apparently there was a DC anthology series that had been planned that was called Strange Adventures. And Kevin Smith told the Hollywood Babylon podcast shortly after the Batgirl project was axed that the Strange Adventures series had been axed as well. He shared some details of what his episode would have been, so it would have been different directors for different episodes. And his episode would have featured Jimmy Olsen and Bizarro with Nicolas Cage in talks to play Bizarro. Oh God, so <laughs> close to his dream. I know, being able to play Superman, Ugh. even if uh, it was an alternate universe backwards Superman. For more about Bizarro, listen to Batmates' episode on Bizarro. Mm-hmm. So the Green Lantern TV series is still in development per the publication TV Line, who said that they were told by an HBO Max spokesperson that it was still in development, although it's likely still like two years out. So Mm -hmm. that one's another like 2024, maybe, if it doesn't get canceled in the meantime. Peacemaker Season 2 is in development. That hasn't gotten canceled. They better not. (laughs) I am going to be so angry if they take away any of James Gunn's precious children. Uh, Doom Patrol and Titans are still in development for their fourth season. Okay, well those are well... HBO Max. Titans is garbage. (laughs) Doom Patrol I've heard is okay. (laughs) But they're HBO Max so it's like HBO Max is not axing all of their DC content. Yet. (laughs) Didn't they? They removed stuff though, right? They They, did. They removed a ton of uh, animated stuff. A lot of stuff that was targeted for children. uh Which is weird. There was an Aquaman uh, cartoon. They took um they took like episodes of Sesame Street off too, I believe. Mm. There was like there used to be like a six hundred and fifty episodes of Sesame Street. And now there's only like four hundred and fifty or something. They mm. took like two hundred episodes of Sesame Street off of HBO. Mm. Um, so yeah, so okay, so Peacemaker, Doom Patrol, Titans, all still in development. Pennyworth has moved from Epics to HBO Max. We've talked a little bit about this. Did you hear about they changed the title for Pennyworth? They did. I was literally about to say that. So the name gets changed. Originally, title was just Pennyworth, Uh right? Uh, Now it is Pennyworth, the origins of Batman's butler. Just, I guess, a way to get that Batman wording in there so Mm -hmm. they can get people who are searching Batman on the search feature of HBO Max. That's like they should have called Gotham... Gotham, the origin of Batman's <laughs> friends and city and uh, some of the villains. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, so yeah, the, that one got moved. I don't know if anybody... Do you know anybody who watches Pennyworth? I don't have that many friends, but okay. no. Yeah, I don't know who watches it. I know it has like a tie-in comic. They're making a season three, so people must be watching it. Okay. Um, Harley Quinn season three is out. Yeah. Uh, that That's out. We've I, talked about... Our thoughts on yeah. the Harley show. It's I, not. I'm sure our, it hasn't changed much in this season. It's not our cup of tea, but I'm happy for them. And uh, we do know that Batman does not lick anyone's pussy in this season. <laughs> there was we hard line. We had a whole conversation about that in a previous episode. If you want to go find that, I'll I'll link it in the episode description. <laughs> Maybe our best episode. I, was it a Harley Quinn episode? I don't remember. I don't think so. Uh, okay. <laughs> we talked about it for a long time though, and we played a game called "Does the superhero do that?" Yeah. <laughs> and Sandman is out, and we've seen, I don't know, what, four episodes? Yeah. This is something that we maybe should have done at the top of the show, because it's something that we watched and we can give a little review about. But we're not finished, so no. maybe we'll give a review when we're finished. Yeah. Just before we continue, I don't think Constantine is going to show up 
uh, or Constantine is going to show up in the rest of the series. He showed or she showed up for like the third episode. Um, what are you, what are your thoughts on the on the gender bent Constantine? She's fine. Yeah, I liked her. I honestly I was really surprised. Like I didn't know until a day before I saw the episode that they had a gender bent Constantine in the show. And then when she showed up, I was like, oh, cool. Like this is absolutely nails the character of Constantine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it, and I'm enjoying it so far, mm-hmm. you know? I didn't read the Sandman comic. I like, kind of started to a little bit after we started watching the show. Uh-huh. I've heard they're both really, really good. Yeah, it's, it's definitely really weird. Like, I wouldn't, oh, yeah. I wouldn't recommend it to people unless they were comic book fans. Yeah. Because it's, it's a weird sh- show. <laughs> or if you're fans of, like, sort of, like, high fantasy. Yeah, kind of I guess so, yeah. And yet you like this, but you won't watch House of the Dragon with me. It's not, because it's not really... F- it's not high fantasy. It's not dragons and kings. There was a gargoyle. And, and There's a king of dreams. <laughs> yeah, but that's different than like a king of an actual nation. Just watch it. <laughs> no. Yes. And we're going to move on. So uh, we also got an announcement at San Diego Comic-Con. I'm not going to talk about every single new comic that got announced. Uh, there was a Batman Spawn crossover comic that got announced that I think is releasing in like December or something. So if anybody out there is a fan of Spawn, that's out there for you. Batman does crossovers with everyone. They did a, a Batman and Big B from Fables crossover last year that. or this past year. It was good. Yeah. I like Fables. Yeah. It was good. They they do crossovers with Batman all the time cuz Batman is such a, a powerhouse of like sales basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the interesting ones that I picked out were uh, Riddler Year 1 which is a DC Black label, so they're like adult label. It's a six-issue bi-monthly series written by Paul Dano, the actor who played the Riddler in the Matt Reeves Batman movie. Wow. <laughs> That's not a typo. It's not Paul Dini? No, it is not Paul Dini. It is Paul Dano. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'll read that. Which, uh, I mean, we saw how well okay. the Danny DeVito comic The Danny out. DeVito comic, not great. No good. The Kevin Conroy comic... Pretty That's good. That's true. But that was about his own life experience. That's true. It was autobiographical. Yeah. This is this is a like origin story for Paul Dano's Riddler in the Batman films. And it's unclear if it will retcon the origin story that was in the tie-in novel that came out, like when the movie came out. By the way, that tie-in novel was creatively named The Batman, an original movie novel. Hmm. <laughs> They are good at naming things. Very good at naming things. Uh, the Batman, the origin of the Batman and why he <laughs> likes cars, the movie, the novel. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, that one comes out October 25th. Also coming out on October 25th, the Batman Gotham Knights video game tie-in prequel comic. So No word yet on when the actual game comes out. But... No, no, the game comes out October 25th. The game and the prequel comic will come out the same day. soon. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I clear my schedule. Uh, Each issue has a code for an in-game item with a bonus item if you redeem all six issues worth of items. So, yeah, I guess uh, if you're into... What was it? The the Fortnite Batman comic came with codes, too. I remember that happening. Mm. So, yeah, this is another one of those things. Like, if you buy the comic, you get a digital code. Get your code games. Yep. There's also a GCPD comic coming out called The Blue Wall, and it stars Renee Montoya as the commissioner of police and deals with police accountability. Mm. So very topical. Ooh. <laughs> uh, 
And that's all I have in terms of the interesting Comic-Con announcements. Uh, McFarlane Toys, this isn't, this isn't like actually news, but McFarlane Toys really is releasing a Booster Gold Blue Beetle action figure pack um, on October 1st, if anyone's looking for a birthday present for, for little old me. Because <laughs> I love Booster Gold. He does, and his birthday's October 8th. My birthday is in October. <laughs> You're a very silly man. That's it. That's all my notes. That's all the news. That's all the things that we missed while we were gone on, on our lavish vacation. I feel like you're not as righteously indignant as I am right now. What do you mean? Oh, about Batgirl being canceled? About everything. Just about the the entirety of, of, of DC and Warner Brothers collapse and HBO collapsing around us. <laughs> I consider myself to be a pretty big HBO stan. You know, I... Have, I think I've been that way for my entire life. I have always thought of HBO as like the pinnacle of like quality and like, yeah. and like that's where like the golden age of television like begins and ends in my opinion is with HBO and the products that they put out. So to see other companies coming in and like destroying that legacy and like saying like it's not good enough to be a theatrically released movie and it's also not good enough to put on you know dinky little hbo max it just makes me really upset (laughs) you know i i just i I feel like it's not fair i am i'm crossing my fingers that we get some sort of leak of the Batgirl movie. Oh, that'd be amazing. Even a cell phone video I'd watch. Like, I, like, it, even if it was just like, hey, this is the raw footage without any of the, like, CGI or, like, After Effects. And then, because if they release that, then, like, fans can take it and, like, clean it up and, and make it, a, like, an actual final product. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm, not that I am endorsing breaking disclosure agreements. I am. Do it. <laughs> What are they going to do? Throw you in jail? It is not the it is not the legal opinion of Batmates that anyone should break disclosure agreements or uh, release files that are uh, under disclosure agreements. Do it, you cowards! <laughs> I'm just saying, if it happened, I would watch it. I would watch it. I would maybe give you money to watch it. Also. <laughs> That's even worse. Mm. Don't even say that. Mm. We don't, Becca. We don't have lawyers for the podcast. I'm, my uncle's a lawyer. He married us. <laughs> so I'm upset that this could spell the beginning of the end for HBO Max. And then how will I be able to use my fun catchphrase of I'm waxed, vaxxed, and subscribe to HBO Max ever again? <laughs> and with that, I think we can say if you have any questions or comments, if you want to tell Becca that she's wrong or that she should stop saying that she's vaxxed and waxed, you can email us at batmatespodcast at gmail.com. I'm accepting no hate in our Batman's podcast at gmail.com. If you give us a five-star review on iTunes, we'll read it out loud on the podcast. Other than that, um, I think that's it. Yeah. We have, a, we have a Twitter, but Becca doesn't use it at all. I don't. Maybe I will now that we're in season season two. Season two of Batman's, is yes. that what this is? Sure. <laughs> the marriage season. I think I keep saying, like, every time we go on a hiatus, we come back, I'm like, season two. <laughs> Sorry we were gone so long. Uh, thank you if you are listening to us after months and months of, of radio silence. And and thank you as well if this is your first time listening to us. Maybe you can go back and listen to some of the episodes where we talk about uh, Silver Age 
comic villains. Oh yeah, we have a lot of fun on those. We we talk about history, we talk about like comics history, we talk about just whatever whatever is funny to us. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the episodes are funnier than this one, honestly. Yeah. Personally, I think we had, I think it's a good podcast. No, yeah, we we had a good time here. It's a good no, I mean like in general. Think, oh, in general. I think in general Bad Mates is a good podcast. <laughs> So. <laughs> what a controversial opinion to have on our own podcast. I like it. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Have a good week. Have a good, uh, I don't know. I, we'll do these like every other week. I think we'll try to keep up. Yeah. And if anyone wants to leak Batgirl to us, um, batmatespodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. If it'll send. Yeah. <laughs> have a great night. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.